Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from San Pedro in Belize. Welcome to the show, David Kafka. Hey, Victor. How are you, sir? Great to have you here. David, you're located today in a beautiful place, one of my favorite places, Mahogany Bay Village. And I wanted to do a little bit of a deep dive on Belize in particular. It's a wonderful destination if you want to go for a week, but it's also an interesting place to invest. But before we dive into that, why don't you give a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this point in your journey? Sure. Sounds real good. And thanks for having me on here. I'm I'm a big fan of the Real Estate Expresso podcast, so thanks for having me on here. I am a retired fireman, and I retired and started a landscape company and sold the landscape company in 2010 and moved to Belize with my family. So I've been here going on 11 years. I spent most of my time in Placencia Village, and now I spend my time between Placencia and San Pedro, like you said, where I'm at right now at Mahogany Bay Village. I love that. Now you're also a real estate investor and a real estate agent, correct? Correct. I have the Remax brokerage in Placencia and Hopkins, and I also am a syndicator, and so I do some fund management for people who want to passively invest in Belize. Fantastic. So some people may not even know where Belize is. Used to be British Honduras, changed its name. It's a small independent country in Central America, part of the Yucatan Peninsula. How is Belize different from the rest of Central America? Well, it's the only English-speaking country in Central and, and South America. So it's your the main language is English. So you don't need to learn Spanish. It's a I'd say a it's a very stable government. It's a British Commonwealth, just like you know what you would have in Canada. The weather is just beautiful. It's a tax haven, one of the T eight tax havens in the world. So it's a very wonderful place to visit. We have the second largest barrier reef. So there's a lot of outdoor sports. That's one of the things that I love doing there, having visited there before. Of course, the largest reef in the world is the Great Barrier Reef off of Australia, and the second largest barrier reef is in Belize. It's an amazing place. It's an amazing destination for snorkelers, for divers, and for folks that just love everything to do with water sports. Talk a little bit about Belize as a place to potentially invest. There are some folks that like to come there to maybe spend a week on the beach, but what about staying there medium term or perhaps even long term as you've been there now close to 11 years? Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful place to live. The pace of living is so laid back. It's really different than being in the U.S. or Canada because it's just, you know, the mentality is manana, right? But you can still be as busy as you want to be or you can be as relaxed as you want to be as well. You can be as active as you want. I volunteer with the Humane Society, with the fire department. We have the Rotary Clubs where a lot of people do some volunteering. People teach at schools. It's just a wonderful place to live. The quality of life, the food, the people, you just can't talk enough about that. So let's talk a little bit about the different locations in Belize. There's the mainland, there's Ambergris Key, which is really an island. And that seems to be the area that seems to be attracting the most development, the most interest from a tourism perspective, correct? Correct. Yeah. Ambergris Key is the number one tourist destination in the country. We have over 200 islands throughout Belize and atolls. 
then you have the mainland where you can have other beaches, other places with the beaches, like where Placencia is. Then you have the jungle, Cayo area, Corozal area, which is bordering Mexico, and then Punta Gorda area. And then even parts of Cayo border, like what you were talking about earlier with Guatemala. For someone coming from the U.S. or Canada looking to own real estate, how is ownership of real estate different than it might be, say, in the U.S.? I call it like foreign ownership on training wheels because it's just like owning property in North America. A school title ownership, you can own it in your personal name, in a LLC, in an IBC. However you want to own property, you can. You have the same rights as a Belizean. And it's just so simple to own. The the transaction's a little different with title companies and things like that. We just help you the whole way and answer any of your questions. The biggest thing, the biggest draw here would be, of course, short-term rentals. But we have a huge need for workforce housing. But because people see the returns you get on a nightly basis, they kind of steer toward that more than the workforce housing. Belize is not a place that's attracted a ton of investment, say, in terms of branded hotels. In fact, I think you're in the only branded hotel in the country, which is a Hilton Curio Collection property. And I think there's a couple of others that are currently under construction. But it hasn't attracted a ton of outside investment in terms of the big brands. Has that been both either a plus or a minus? What's your perspective on that? Now that I see Mahogany Bay and the Hilton, I can see like right now the country average for occupancy is around 10, 12%. Mahogany Bay is running around 35%. And I think that's because of the Hilton name. So I do think the brand will add a lot of value. We do have the Marriott coming uh, probably in May. And then Margaritaville is under construction and a couple other Marriott's Best Westerns are in the process of coming on board. They've not been here because of the way the tourism numbers are run. Because if you have a hotel that has, let's say, 70 units and 20 of them are locking leaves, when the hotel is full, it's still showing a really low occupancy because they're not counting the 20 locking leaves. So if, you know, Mr. Marriott sends a little runner down to the Belize Tourism Board, they're going to see, no, we're not growing. So they're like, no, it's not the right time. But now they're starting to see all these Southwest, Copa Airlines, Evianca, all these other, the main three are adding flights everywhere. And so they're like, let's go back and see the runners. You know, so they send their runners back out and then they're rechecking. And now they're kind of seeing the the picture. And that's why we're starting to see the brands coming in Ambrisky right now. Now, of course, those occupancy numbers that you quoted, these are pandemic numbers. Those are not pre-pandemic numbers. Correct. So obviously, hotel occupancies North America worldwide have been drastically impacted by the pandemic. And I think the country, if I remember correctly, has done a lot to restrict tourism during the pandemic simply to keep their numbers of infection down, correct? Correct. Yeah, we closed middle of March, I believe, and we just opened back up in October. So there were no tourists here. Like Amherstie was a ghost town. Placencia, where I live also, was a ghost town. But the country, for relying so much on tourism, did pretty good. The government, in my personal opinion, I feel they did pretty good at keeping the numbers low. We still have a curfew at 10 o'clock. We have a mass mandate. If you're out and about, 
But as long as you're at the beach, the pool, exercising or eating, you don't have to wear a mask. So it's they're doing a good job at keeping the numbers down. We have under 50 cases for the country, active cases. You know, for a population of 405,000, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. And of course, air service has improved a lot over the last several years. You've got direct flights from Houston, Dallas, and a number of other locations as well, including, I think, even WestJet, correct? Correct. WestJet and Air Canada. However, they've stopped since the pandemic started, and hopefully they'll start back up because we miss our Canadian friends. Absolutely. So for someone who's investing or who's used to investing in sun destinations, maybe Florida, they might have a particular dollar value in mind in terms of cost per square foot. How does that compare with Belize? How does that compare with Ambergris Key? Our construction prices are around $135 a square foot U.S. for new construction. It can get up in the two, three hundred as well, depending on your finishing. That's totally up to you all, but you can get a very nice finished concrete house for $135 a square foot. So you get a wood house with Hardy plank siding or a type of hardy plank type siding for about $120, $110 a square foot. Again, depending on your finishing type of AC units. And if you're in an area that's off grid, then of course that would be higher when you're getting batteries and you're talking about solar and things like that. Let's talk a little bit about what it means to be close to the water. Oftentimes when people are close to the water, they worry about hurricane risk. They worry about flooding altitude above sea level. Talk a little bit about that. Sure. My my friend and your friend, my mentor, Robert Helms, had a slide in his last uh, Belize field trip. And the top 52 hurricane destinations, Belize wasn't even on there. Most of the hurricanes and things like that, they're pushed north. The islands, the reef kind of keeps it away from Belize. I'm not saying we don't get it, uh, we've had a couple last year, a couple category ones, but really they were pretty much jokes. We've had thunderstorms that were worse than that. We can get earthquakes sometimes. They're mostly in Honduras or Mexico, but we do feel the, uh, the, the shake sometimes. It's very rare, but we do have it. But, you know, I would say that the rising tides canal in Placencia, and I can see the little bit or rising a little bit. I'm sure it's a concern, but it's not going to happen in my lifetime or even my child's lifetime. We talked a little bit about the impact of the pandemic. What is the outlook over the next year or two? Do you see tourism returning? What's the man on the street saying in terms of the economy? It seems really good, especially in Hebrides Key. There's some places that are still hurting where the tourists are not as, you know, they're not coming as much. But I do feel that tourism is, is going to come back because we're so close to the U.S. It's, you know, I was, I had a direct flight to Dallas last week when I went to the Secret Successful Syndication class and two and a half hours direct flight. The flight was about $420 round trip. The hotels are giving discounts. Just when I talk to people that are here, they feel safe because we have such a, broad expanse of space in Belize, you know, you're not crammed together. So people do feel safe. Yeah, absolutely. One of the criticisms I've heard about Belize is lack of infrastructure in terms of paving of roads, internet service, electricity. A a lot of the basic infrastructure in many locations is lacking. 
what's happening there? A lot of the infrastructure, just in the 11 years I've been living here, when I first moved here, we'd have power outages maybe a couple times a month. Now it's very rare. We do have some planned power outages sometimes if they're needing to replace something. We do have fiber optics. The infrastructure is getting a lot better. We are replacing bridges. We are paving roads. And of course, that comes with a cost, right? Just like the infrastructure deficits in the U.S., they're doing it here, but they're having to print money or borrow money to do it. For someone investing in Belize, are there any options for borrowing on real estate? The best thing that we do is seller financing. So we'll do a contract for deed or even if you register the mortgage on title, that's the best way to go. I suggest people refinance their house or get a second mortgage or refinance on equity and then come and and pay cash here. But we do have pretty much a price point for everybody. One of the main things of Belize is it's, it's not cheap to buy property here, but compared to other Caribbean destinations, it's definitely a bargain still. Fantastic. Well, David, if folks want to connect, if they want to learn more, what's the best way? Yeah, they can reach me at David at firstchoicebelize.com. And that's David at the one ST choicebelize.com. And I'm happy I have a couple special reports to give your listeners. I have one on how to buy property using leverage. I have a cost of living report. And then I have another report, a new one that I'm just finishing up. And it talks about different areas of Belize. So pros and cons of living in those. So I'm happy to share them with your wonderful audience. Well, David, thank you for the perspective. Thanks for the tutorial on everything that's happening in Belize. Can't wait to be there hopefully in June of this year for the investor conference. And in the meantime, for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to David at firstchoicebelize.com. That's 1stchoicebelize.com. In the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.